Hello from Bear and Kura, a podcast from the Land of Oz Information Services. This is episode 27 of the Bear and Kura podcast. What was the best book you ever read? I'd say the best book that I ever read is Jonathan Livingston Seagull. It was written by Richard Bach, I think in the 70s. What was the best book you ever read? Uh, I have quite a few books that I like, but probably The Lord of the Rings. By, obviously, everyone knows who this is, J.R.R. Tolkien. Uh, it's just uh, kind of my wheelhouse, the fantasy type of uh, literature. But yeah, um, it's, I've read it numerous, numerous times. I can't even tell you how many times I've read it. But um, by, it's probably by far my favorite, favorite trilogy. What was the best vacation you've ever been on? I've been on quite a few vacations. I'd have to say the trip I enjoyed the most was probably the trip to Ireland that I went on with my mom and my sister about a year after my father died. Just, it was a nice family vacation. Uh, We grew closer from it and got to see a lot of Ireland over, uh, I believe it was like seven or eight days. But we we went through all of Southern Ireland to like Galway, Killarney, Chile, Salvo, uh, Dublin, of course, Shannon. Yeah, it was just, just a wonderful, wonderful experience. How about you? I really enjoyed going to Disney World um, a long, long time ago. But I also enjoyed going to Las Vegas. Um, We stayed with relatives, so we didn't have a, a hotel. And there was, um, I think we stayed about a week. We didn't do anything stereotypical of Las Vegas. Like, um, we didn't see Elvis once. We never saw uh, um, people getting married. Uh, I don't think we ever went in a casino. We we may have gone in a casino, but I don't think we did any gambling. Didn't do um, an all-you-can-eat buffet. None of the stereotypical things, but we went and we saw a lot of things, and we were busy the entire week. Sounds enjoyable. So you, you'd say you enjoyed it quite a bit then? Yeah, uh, probably going to see Star Trek The Experience was, was the highlight of the week for me. But yeah. Didn't do any of the stereotypical things. Yeah, that's we did all the stereotypical things when we went to Ireland. So. But uh, that's kind of what we went there for. But it was, it was, yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I believe my mom and my sister did also, so. But like I said, it was a year after my father died, and he always wanted to go over there, so we enjoyed it quite a bit. It was it was a nice bonding experience, like I said, also, so. When you were young, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a Secret Service agent. I have no idea why. For some reason, being young and stupid, I thought it would be an admirable job, you know, guarding the president. But yeah, it was just a, a kid's dream kind of type of thing. I knew that I'd get into law enforcement and then have to move up from there. So I guess it wasn't just a kid's dream because I actually did get a degree in criminal justice. But that kind of fell by the wayside after 
interviewing with the WPD here. So, but yeah, that was that was kind of my dream job as a kid. What was yours? So you wanted to work for the Secret Service to protect the president and not to protect the currency. Yeah, I mean, as you get older, you find out really what they do and that it's just a small part of it that actually guards, you know, that's on the president's detail. That's that's what I wanted, I mean, as a kid. And it, like obviously, as I grew older, I knew that they did a lot more than that. But yeah, that was kind of my dream. Didn't want to be a professional athlete or anything like that. So you would have protected our previous president? No. No, I, I did say it if I, if I actually, if my, if my path went down there, but I mean, that's a big if. So I, I don't know. I will never know because it never happened. It's a big if. What was your first job? My very first job, I was a paper boy. And then I didn't really consider that my first job. I, Actual first job, I was uh, a cart pusher and a bag boy at a Jewish supermarket in Margate, New Jersey. How about you? My first job was working in the family business. I don't think I was old enough to drive yet. It was sort of an unremarkable job. It was mostly like clerical and secretarial work, but I guess I did get some good experience from it. That sounds sounds pretty standard, I guess. So, I guess, uh, what was your first car? Well, my first car was supposed to be, I think, a 1965 Ford Starliner. It was, it was supposed to be a project to with my father to restoring this car. I I didn't really care for working on cars and painting cars and all that stuff, but he did. He enjoyed it. And after we were done, he didn't let me have the car anyway. Oh, wow. So he just kept it for himself then? Yeah, I ended up driving the family station wagon. Oh, that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, my first car was a 1984 yellow Chevette. It was a car that I inherited from my grandmother. She passed passed away from pancreatitis, and it was just a car that she had that she never really drove. I think there was like, gosh, like 13,000 miles on it, and I think I got it like in 97 or 96. So, yeah, basically sat in a garage for 10, 12 years. She just kind of drove it to run errands around Collingswood. But yeah, I got that car. Actually drove it out to Kansas. That was a interesting experience with no air conditioner, no uh, FM radio, just AM radio, little four-cylinder. Yeah, it was an interesting drive coming out here, actually going through the Appalachian Mountains and gunning it going up the mountain, or, you know, up the hill kind of, and then gunning it going down so I can build up more momentum to go up the following mountain or hill. So, yeah, it was a neat little car. It was bright, bright yellow. But, yeah, I actually sold it to a friend here when I got a Ford ZX2, and then he drove it for a few years, and then he got rid of it, and it was around town for a while. It was one of those cars that just kind of stuck out. So, But it was it was neat, but I didn't really own a car until I was 26. Just really, growing up in New Jersey, really didn't need one, so... That was that's that was my first car. Before, before 
adulthood, what do you think you would never do? Hmm. Like, experience-wise, or just things happening? I right? think it's a pretty open question. Uh, excuse me. Probably say I never thought I'd lose my leg. You know? Never in my wildest dreams that I expect that to happen. I mean, you're, you're told that it, that it could happen when you diagnose juvenile diabetes, but it's not something that you really uh, foresee happening. It's, that happens to other people. That won't happen to you, type of thing. So when you're young, you kind of do and do as you want, as you please, and then you know, your body starts taking the repercussions of it later on. So I don't think that was necessarily the case with me, but it happened. It's part of life, and like my mom said, it's just another bump in the road. So how about you? I don't know that I would have necessarily thought I would be gay. Um, I, I suppose I didn't. Uh, it was always something sort of in the background, but I, 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 I wasn't prepared for that. In all of school, I, you know, I was told that 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 was bad, and it was in my early adulthood before I really came to accept that and um, and deal with it. It's uh, something before before. I don't know. When I was still a child, I, I, I just wouldn't have really thought that that would happen. Yeah, I could agree with that. I guess that would be something, too. Yeah, I mean, when you're brought up, that's everyone tells you that it's bad, that it's the wrong thing, and you're going to go to hell, and just every sort of twisted evil thing people can put on it, that's what they tell you. So, yeah, yeah, I, I could agree with that, definitely. What was your favorite food as a kid? God, I like eating everything. Probably still is today, but ice cream. I just absolutely love ice cream. You know that from now. There's a custard place that was around the block from my house called Custard's Last Stand. And I used to enjoy going there as a kid because they had water ice, Italian water ice, and then custard, obviously, and ice cream and all that. So I'm a big fan of ice cream, which is not good, but... I guess that would be my favorite. What was your favorite food as a kid? Mm, macaroni and cheese. It still is. <laughs> it's got to be Kraft macaroni and cheese, but yeah, that's still my favorite food. Yeah, I can attest to that. And you do make it a special way, so it's it's not just strictly out of the box. You kind of soup it up a little bit, but it's good. It's real good. I didn't. My mom didn't serve Kraft macaroni and cheese after I got diagnosed with diabetes. So that was one of the things I got cut out of the diet after being diagnosed. She really started making everything from scratch after that point. So, yeah, I, I eat it nowadays, but yeah, as a, as a kid, my mom wanted to keep it in the house. What do you remember about elementary school? Um, Pretty standard stuff. You know, small little town. You know, making friends, going to class. Just... Just like a standard kid stuff, really. I mean, it wasn't anything exceptional. Nothing really stood out. Just a few different experiences and stuff. And then, you know, just, I guess, just standard memories of, you know, going to school. So I didn't necessarily hate it. I didn't necessarily enjoy it. It was just part of life. You know, had to go every day and just go on with life. 
What do you remember the most? I went to a Catholic parochial school from first grade up until, I think, eighth grade, something like that. It was a horrible experience. The best grade you will ever make in parochial school is the grade that you make in religion class. And yes, they forced us to have her take a religion class. The nuns, if you didn't conform to their view of the world and how religion is, uh, they would make your life miserable. And I was pretty miserable most of that, that time. Mm. They did not encourage independent thought whatsoever. It was conform exactly to our our rules and, and our religion. So it wasn't a fun time for me. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. Who was your most interesting teacher? Um, <laughs> that would have to be a teacher that I had in the first year that we went to public school and got away from parochial school. She was an English teacher. She encouraged me. She encouraged independent thought, which was a brand new thing for me, something that I craved a lot. It was unfortunate that she didn't last the year. Um, during midterm, she was replaced by another teacher who was just horrible. But um, I, I do remember her quite fondly. How about you? Uh, Mrs. Ashworth. She was my eighth grade music teacher. Just, uh, she was hip, I guess, compared to the other teachers. I remember the last month and a half of school, my eighth grade year, we learned all about the Beatles. So I'm still pretty fond of the Beatles to this day, but we learned about every one of the Beatles albums, how they met, all that stuff. And then the big cover up about Paul being dead and the art on the cover of the albums, what those meant and, all the conspiracy theories about Paul, you know, John possibly killing Paul and playing the record backwards and just the hidden symbolism and like Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band yeah, album cover of that. So I guess, uh, I don't know. I just, I just really enjoyed her. She, uh, and so did a lot of my friends. We all did. Yeah, but we all loved music. All of us listened to a lot of music growing up. I know you're not a really big fan of the Beatles. You're not really that big of a fan of music in general, but you know that I am. But yeah, yeah, they just kind of stuck out. I've, I've always, it's very fond memories with her in the class. So, yeah. Well, I'm not a fan of the Beatles, but I did see a documentary once a long time ago. And here we go. He badmouths the Beatles. <laughs> no, I, I in that documentary, they met one of their fans, and this guy was going on and on about how great they were and how prophetic all of their lyrics were. He said, uh, the lyrics in every one of your songs have come true, and the guys in the band were just like incredulous. They go, well, there's nothing prophetic about it all. It's just a bunch of words that rhymed. Mm. Yeah. Meant a lot to him, apparently, though. <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Yeah, music means th different things to different people. So, you know, some yeah, they're people, you know, they're just all right words, and then you think it means one thing, and then they'll come out later on in an interview 
and tell you something completely different. So, but I mean, that's what makes music great. So, what was cool when you were young, but isn't cool now? Probably break dancing. I don't know. I imagine people still break dance now, but I remember as a kid, break dancing was real popular. And I remember uh, me and my friends going around, and we would have rolls of linoleum or, or big cardboard cutouts and try to break dance like they did in the movies and all that stuff and carry around a boombox with a rat plane and stuff like that. I have like dance offs. It's kind of, kind of stupid, but it was fun. I don't know. <laughs> kind of silly thinking about it now. It was something to do. We didn't get into trouble. That's yeah. I, I can't imagine kids marauding around neighborhoods now carrying linoleum and big cardboard <laughs> boxes that are flattened out to dance on. So, yeah, I would probably say it's not cool now. So, how about you? What do you think? Uh, I, I can't judge that because I don't think I know what break dancing is. Um, it's kind of hard. It's a style of dance based out of hip hop. You've seen it on TV. Uh, when, uh, like pop locking, they call it. You, you've definitely seen it on TV. No, so. it doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, well, I, I didn't think it would, but yeah, you've seen it on TV. So what, what was cool when you were young, but it's not now? Can't think of a thing. Oh, okay. I was wondering. <laughs> okay. Everything that I thought was cool as a kid is still cool. Okay. Well, there you go. All right. What is one of your earliest memories? I can sort of remember living in a house that my mother and my sister said must have been in Massachusetts when we lived there briefly because it had a basement and I guess most of the houses we lived in around that time didn't have basements. But it's just really, really foggy memories. I don't have a whole lot of memories before third grade when I was hit in the head with a baseball bat. Yeah. How about you? What's one of your earliest memories? I really don't have any that stand out. And I've met people who can remember things from far, far ago. I mean, I can remember just growing up on the beach, going to the beach with my mom, and, you know, my sister and stuff like that. But nothing, nothing that really stands out. Just, uh, you know, but growing up where I did, that was kind of the norm. You went to the beach all the time. So, but yeah, I can remember that playing in the surf, you know, digging for sand crabs, building sandcastles, stuff like that. But yeah, nothing nothing outstanding, nothing earth, you know, earth-shattering or groundbreaking. So, they're pretty fond memories, but that's about it. When did something start out badly for you, but in the end it was great? Can't think of a thing. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. No, that well, that is your job, I, I guess. But no, I can't. Think of anything that started out badly that got any better, really. Yeah, I mean, if something normally starts out badly, it doesn't really end well. I, I, I can't recall anything that, most of the time if it starts out bad, it ends bad. I guess that's just part of life. You know, shit happens, kind of. And they just kind of resolve and try to make the best out of it. But yeah, yeah I guess, I don't know, maybe we take them for granted. I say experience is what you get when you didn't get what you wanted. Yeah, definitely. Oh, well, that was a very short podcast, so... <laughs>
All right, folks. So I guess it's uh, our favorite time of the week. What is your favorite joke right now? Do you think that the stereotype that gay men are promiscuous is offensive? No. No. Well, I do. I think it's offensive, and the thousands of men I've had sex with agree with me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Another zinger. <laughs> Well, we hope you have enjoyed all the episodes of the Bear and Kura podcast. This is Kura. And this is Bear. Goodbye. Goodbye. You have been listening to the Bear and Kura podcast, a production of the Land of Oz Information Services. We can be contacted via email using the address podcast at oz.com. And Oz is spelled A-W-E-S. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com.